Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the hate mail division here at Car Talk Plaza. Well, actually, this happens to be puzzler hate mail. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad. Don't get your coveralls all in a bunch. This is from a guy named Bob Payton. DDS. Oh, I can see. It's going to be like getting my <laughs> teeth drilled. No, 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 no. You remember that puzzler where you take a word and you remove a letter, uh-huh. and each time you remove a letter, you end up with a different word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, initially, the winner, I think, was uh, restarting. You remove a letter, and you get restating, and then estating, and then stating, sating, sting, sing, sin, in and I, ten letters. It was elegant. It was great. Yeah, yeah. But then the Scrabble wackos got involved mm. and came up with complecting. That's eleven letters. So we have to give it to them, even though nobody's ever heard that word before. Complecting. Yeah, yeah. So now you're going to tell me there's a word we missed that's even longer. Is that what it no, is? No, no. I'm not going to tell you that. No. Bob is going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Here it is. In Wisconsin, we have several words even longer than restarting that meet your criteria. And here they are. Mm-hmm. You ready? Pre-starting, which is starting up your car before your wife goes out so we can be all toasty on those cold mornings. <laughs> okay. Get it? Yeah. I, am. I mean, then there's e-pre-starting, using your electronic remote starter to do the pre-starting. Got it. Got it? Then we have re-pre-starting, <laughs> which is pre-starting the car again. Because it ran out of gas while your wife was too busy yakking to her mother on the phone to get her butt moving. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and finally, there's re-pre-startings. Uh-huh. The reason I gave when I filed my divorce papers. <laughs> there you go. Fourteen letters. <laughs> Good Bob work. Peyton. Good work, Bob. <laughs> well, look, if you have a question about re-pre-startings <laughs> your car, give us a call at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Amanda calling from San Diego, California. Hi, Amanda. What's Hi. going on? Oh, not too much. Just enjoying the weather. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. That was cruel. Uncalled for. Amanda, that was uncalled for. Unnecessary. See if we give you a right answer. <laughs> well, we'll try. Oh, brother. <laughs> What's going on? Well, I have a 95 Ford Aspire, and about half the time when I'm going in reverse, it makes this really loud grinding noise. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. First of all, this uh, we're talking about a stick shift. No, it's an automatic. Automatic. Ooh. Does it start making noise as soon as you put it in reverse or when you start moving? Only when I'm moving. Make the noise. Uh, it's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> Did that work? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah. How long has it been doing this? Uh, a couple of weeks. A couple of couple weeks. weeks. Jeez. Does it sound metallic, this noise, or not? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's all right. Can you get it to change if you step on the brake as you're moving backwards? Um, I I do try sometimes stopping, putting it back in park, uh, putting yeah. it in reverse again. That generally doesn't help, but... A couple times it has occurred that I just keep going and there's a clunk noise and then it stops. Oh, so if you are going backwards, you hear the the sound, you stop, you put it into drive and you start going forward and you still hear the sound? No, not when I'm going forward. It generally doesn't work to put it in drive or put it in park and then put it back in reverse. That doesn't really change anything. Right, but as soon as you start moving forward, the noise disappears immediately. Ah, okay. There's there's no noise going forward. And when you hear the clunk, is it coming from the back? I would say yes. You would. I would. You would. (laughs) I would do that. (laughs) It sounds to me... Like you have a, a loose brake shoe in the back. I think this car has drum brakes in the rear. Oh. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a loose brake shoe, and it's when you go in reverse, it's kind of hanging up and making this grinding sound. And then when you and, and the cl- if it if it, the clunking noise then makes it go away, it's because the brake has kind of jumped back into its right position, yeah. and then it's okay. Yeah. Okay. But you but you should get it someplace because yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Are these things expensive? No, no, no. no. But I, this is going to be easy. How long have you had this little uh, uh, problem? This this little cream puff. This, this ninety five <laughs> car. Or the yeah. Problem? The uh, both. The co- 
<laughs> well, I've only had the car since November, so the problem almost ah. as long as the car. Did you ah. get this car from a relative? No, from a rather seedy-looking establishment, actually. Oh, so you weren't went... you concerned when you bought a car with that name? <laughs> a little bit, yes. I mean, we were so confused when that car came out. I remember we sat here for days saying, <laughs> "Who the heck came up with that name?" Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, we, can you think of a stupider name than an Aspire? <laughs> <laughs> This is a great about, car, but I hope I can get something better. You know what would have been stupider? Expire. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been slightly stupider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you bought this from a used car dealer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you obviously don't have any warranty, right? No. But nonetheless. Do you have a mechanic that you used to bring your previous car to? Well, you know, I just moved to San Diego, so I don't know of any mechanics, but I ah. have been asking around. Well, if you go to our website, cartalk.com, you can go to the mechanics files, and in the mechanics files, you can put San Diego in there, and it'll tell you all the places which have been recommended by people who listen to the show. Well, that would be great. Yeah, yeah and you may find someone who's willing to work on this thing. I mean, this is a, this is a pretty simple car, so I, I would imagine that anyone is going to be able, to, anyone will be willing to take this thing on. Okay. Yeah, so you might be lucky. Well, I hope so. Yeah, well, you could be even lucky. You could come out tomorrow morning and the car could be gone. <laughs> <laughs> see, you, see, you, see you later, Amanda. But have someone look okay, at it as you. soon as you can. Okay. Because bye. it's brakes. You, so, you don't want to mess with brakes. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hi, my name's Sarkis Shamshoyan. I'm whoa, calling whoa, in. wait a second. <laughs> Let's just you tried to just sneak that in, didn't you? <laughs> Let's just stick with the first um, name here for this oh, is Saka. Okay. okay, my name's Sakis. I'm from Andover, Massachusetts. S-A-K-I-S? S-A-R-K-I-S. Sarkis. Yes. Sarkis, and the last name is? Shamshoyan. And what kind of name is that? Armenian. Really? Okay. Okay. Excellent. Uh, what's happening, man? Now, I have a 1992 Mercedes 500 SL. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a minor uh, hydraulic leak that leaks from... There is no such thing as a minor hydraulic <laughs> leak on any Mercedes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right. There's well, no such thing. I, let's put it this way. It was minor two years ago. Uh -huh. But let me tell you where it leaks from. It's right on top of the windshield where the convertible top locks down. Oh. Uh, it started from the driver's side, used to drop drop here and there, and I used to wipe it off. And then now it started the other side, the passenger side. My question is, is it something I can do to fix it myself, or do I have to go to uh, uh, a dealership, which they'll ask, uh, I have to bring uh, two credit cards to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me get this right. So you're, you, you're putting the top up. Regardless, I put it up or not, it has this leak constantly. Well, it drips very little. It drips hydraulic fluid. Correct. Yeah, where, where the locking me mechanism is on top of the windshield that locks the either the hard top or the soft top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Both sides. Well, the top is hydraulically operated. Correct. But there's no fluid that's getting pumped to the front of the top. By this hydraulic mechanism, all the mechanism, I believe, is in the back and pushing. Correct. The Correct. top pushing. So, but also there's a mechanism. So when the top meets the windshield, yeah, uh, pulls it down to lock it. Oh, right, right. There's that. There's that. Yes. Right, and it goes. It's like a Correct. screw mechanism. Exactly. Right. Oh yeah, this is going to cost you. Oh, I mean, three, three credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is going to cost you. What do you mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, this, this is going to. I mean, what what would be your upper limit here? <laughs> well, that's what I haven't fixed it. <laughs> yeah. At what point would you say I don't want the car anymore? Oh no, you want the car. You just don't want to fix this. Well, I like the car so much. I just went and bought identical to it. Another one with lower mileage. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the latch is obviously faulty, and it must have some kind of a seal in it. Maybe relatively easy to fix. I mean, I've never fixed this thing. Oh, okay. So, so one the driver's side started leaking first, and now the passenger side is leaking too. Correct. I mean, mm -hmm. when I keep a rag with me on the car, yeah. Usually, I wipe it down. I I use it all day. You know, nothing happens, and yeah. then, you know, next time. I get in the car, there's oil 
or hydraulic fluid on the on the leather seats. Well, it's good for the leather. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you yeah. should oil that leather every once well, in a while. Well, would a thousand dollars be out of the question? No. Oh, how about fifteen hundred? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to guess it's going to cost you somewhere in, in that range. Oh, okay. So it's not yeah. an easy fix. Well, it's, I mean, you're going to have to replace the latches. I see. You know, and it's probably a fairly fairly common problem with these things. I've never, we've never done this, but we don't have this these kinds of customers in our shop. Certainly Most of our not. customers are driving Toyotas that are running on three cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Sarkis. But Thank that's you what so it is. And, and before you ruin a nice garment. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's unf- you can't drive this car around and drive drive around with your old clothes all the time. There'll, <laughs> there'll be a time you'll want to get dressed up and go out to dinner, and you're going to get oil on your nice pants, and and then that'll well, be the end. Well, you put on one of those suits. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. When your wife gets in the car, give her a set of oh, coveralls. She, she won't get in the car. She hates the car. She hates the car. Well, fix it before she hates you. It may be too late already, but give it a shot. Good luck. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 888 Car Talk. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hello, guys. This is Peter from Modesto, California. What's happening, man? Well, I've got a 1989 Mercury Tracer, and I've got the case of the disappearing fan belts. I'm on my fourth one in less than five weeks. Really? Whoa. Yeah. So you come out in the morning and it's gone? No, it's driving down the road, and all of a sudden, all of the lights come on, nothing's charging, the heat yeah. begins to rise, and uh, the belt is gone after a, while I'm on the road. This car is one belt. It has a serpentine belt. Yeah, it's one belt. It it's, uh, goes on three different items, the uh, water pump, the alternator, and then uh, the fan, I guess, to, to drive the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it goes around the crankshaft pulley, that which, right. which is sure. which providing the, the power. And the belt then goes around the alternator and the AC and the power steering. So, it, so oh, it throw, no AC. No AC. You don't need it in Modesto. It's not hot there, huh? Oh, it gets plenty hot, but um, I just sweat it out. I don't drive this car in the sun. I drive this one in the rain. <laughs> right. So it, it's, I'm, I'm going to imagine that, that one of the pulleys is either out of alignment. I mean, it's not the belt, clearly. I mean, you, you must have figured that out by yourself now. Well, it's, it's, it was making kind of a, a bit of a horrific noise, like the sound of scraping on a plate, but extremely loud and, and bothersome. And, uh, and I took it in, and ah. and the uh, when I took it in, the belt was is making the sound, and I lost the belt on the way. Okay. And then uh, they replaced the belt, and the noise disappeared. Okay, and then, and then you drove the car. Right. And then did the noise come back? The noise never came back. Just about 15 miles after that, I, I have a very short commute. Uh, I'm driving, and all of a sudden, boom, all the lights come back on again. All, <laughs> no charging's going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you <clears> lose <throat> everything when you lost the belt. You bet. Those belts are nice, but the one disadvantage is when the belt breaks or comes off, you do lose everything. Yeah, and the way that you're losing it all, I mean, if you if the belt is is gone. It's not in the engine compartment whatsoever. It just right. disappears. <laughs> So it means it broke. Yeah, it either broke or it got thrown off and wound up on the road someplace. The instant that the next time the belt breaks, the second the lights come on, look in your rearview mirror and see (laughs) see the belt hopping down the road. Because I'm guessing it's getting flung off. And the reason I think it's getting flung off is you have a bad water pump. Yeah, I'd have to vote for the water pump myself. This belt is driving the water pump. And I think the noise probably was, and it's going to come back too, was coming from a wobbly water pump pulley. A wobbly water pump pulley. Yeah. yeah. Next time you ha- you have someone put a belt in this thing, make sure they check to see if all the pulleys uh, are, first of all, in line with each other, and more than that, to make sure that they're all tight on the shaft that they're on. Because if one pulley of, of those pulleys is not tight, then what's happening is it's, it's wobbling, and it can cause the belt, because it has those pulleys have grooves in them, once the pulley makes the belt move from one groove to another to another, it'll throw the belt off. You know, and that's exactly what's happening to you. I'm 99% sure that you're losing the belt because you have a wobbly pulley. It, it doesn't have to be the water pump, but I suspect it is. Now, it, the water pump doesn't have to come out of this to fix it. This is simply tighten the pulley. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. You need a new water pump. Uh, Next time you lose the belt yeah, and you go back to the garage to put a new one on, let the guys there just sit and look at this belt while the engine's running, and they will see something funny. Right, they'll see they'll see a pulley wobbling. One of the pu- pulleys will be doing strange things, and they'll say "aha," and if they don't say "aha," 
go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, like the like the grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> but that's they're gonna it's gonna be pretty easy to figure out. Well, good enough. Thank you much, guys. All right, Peter. Good see luck. You, see you later. Bye. I, I wish I had problems like that, but I don't even have a belt. Come over here. I'll give you a belt. <laughs> Look, it's time for us to take a little break, and, and when we come back, I'm going to have the answer to last week's puzzler. You know, you're not going to believe this. I know you're not, but I actually spent all week thinking very hard, I should say, about the puzzler. Oh, yeah? And you came up with the answer? No. But I came very, very close, very close to coming up with the question. <laughs> well, you know, that's progress, yeah. right? I guess. And, and the, the puzzler, I'll tell you, was uh, about a list of words that had something in common. Duh. Of course they had something in common. They were all part of this week's puzzler. Well, something in addition <laughs> to that. Jeez. And I'll have the whole story, including the answer, and we'll take more of your calls as soon as we come back. So please stay tuned. Put the chains on, mother, there's ass in the road My wheels are spinning and I got a big load Look here, high gear all the way down Look out, mother, we're coming to town There ain't a bump in the road Ain't a bump in the road Ain't a bump in the road There ain't a bump in the road Put the chains on, mother, there's ass in the middle of the road well, the wheels are spinning, lost all of my tread Cause the road's as slick as a bald man's head My gears are dragging and my lights won't burn The road's so slick I can't make that turn There ain't a bump in the road There ain't a bump in the road Ain't a bump in the road There ain't a bump in the road Put the chains on, mother, there's ice in the middle of the road Hi, we're back you're listening to Car Talk with us, click and clack the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and uh, the answer to last week's puzzler. And this was a word puzzler sent in by a fellow named Bob Dinger, and, and, and here it is. Yeah. You ready? Paying attention? Yeah, yeah. This is the question you were trying so hard to remember this last week. This is the question. Go ahead. I'm going to give you a list of words. Each and every word in this list has something in common that's unusual. Oh, and here are the words. Oh, that's what it was. You ready? Yeah. Assess. Ah, that's assess with two S's on the end rather than the description of us? Yes. <laughs> assess. A-S-S-E-S. E-S. S. S. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we have assess, banana, dresser, grammar, potato, revive, uneven, and voodoo. And the question is, what unusual quality do these words have in common? And I'll read them one more time. In fact, I'm going to add a word that's really? going to help you get it. Because I can, I, by looking at the your confused countenance, I can see. <laughs> I still don't have a clue. Even with the list, you're having trouble figuring out the I, answer. I am. Assess. Mm -hmm. Banana. Mm -hmm. Dresser. Yeah. Grammar. Mm -hmm. Potato. Mm -hmm. Revive, uh, uneven, uh, and voodoo, uh, bozo. Hmm. That's the word. I, I'm, I'm not You're talking address, to me. I'm not addressing <laughs> you. That's the word, bozo. Oh. <laughs> and so, the, and the question is, what unusual quality do these words have in common? Okay. Yeah. And I, the answer is, I don't know. Well, bozo was right then. <laughs> the answer is that if you take the first letter of each of these words and put it at the end, and then spell the word uh, backwards, uh, you wind up with the original word. Excellent. And, for example, voodoo is V-O-O-D-O-O. -O -O. You put the V at the end, it's V-O-O-D-O-O -O 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 backwards. Okay, banana, right? bozo. Now, before we get 9,000 emails saying, now, there are many more words you could add to this list. I know the rides. Right. You didn't say these were only the, oh, no. the only by, words. By no Certainly means. Not. By no means. So anyway, do we have a winner? Yes, we do have a winner. <laughs> the winner this week is Mary Pat Ross from Chicago, Illinois. And for having her answer selected at random from among all those correct answers that we got, Mary Pat gets a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at cartalk.com with which she can get a red, white, and black Car Talk Plaza baseball shirt. Oh, boy. After all, pitches and catches are on their way to training camps as we speak. And you know what that means. Yeah, only 10 more weeks of winter for us. 
<laughs> anyway, we have a brand new uh, automotive puzzler coming oh. up in the third half of the show today. But in the meantime, if you have a question about your car, our number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, your uncle. Hi, this is Bill calling from New York. Hey, Bill. New York City? New York City. New oh. York, New York. Wow. What's Ma going Manhattan? on? Manhattan? Manhattan. I actually have a car in Manhattan. You do? Crazy as that may sound. Well, we'll find out why in a minute, I hope. <laughs> I drive every day, almost. Oh, really? Yeah. Out of the city? No. Where, where, where do you go that you that you would want a car I, in Manhattan? I, I, I drive my daughter to school, actually. Uh-huh. Uh also in Manhattan? Also in Manhattan. It's great public transportation here, and I much prefer the public transportation, but this particular commuter just doesn't work. It takes about four times as long. Ah. So you park your car on the street? Yes. That's, that's not the problem, though. No, no, oh, I okay. was just but curious. But you, you is... mostly drive the thing, you get in the car with your daughter, you mm -hmm. drive to her school, and you come back and hopefully get the same parking space you had. Well, there's this whole, you know, Manhattan dance alternate side. You put it on one side, you got to come down at a particular hour. Oh, the other, right. You clean the street, so it, you know, it doesn't much matter. It's just, so you don't have a job. She it's a pain no matter how you do it. No, my wife has a job, which is moving the car. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I see an oper a, a business opportunity for somebody here. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, surprised that, that no one's parking, done it yet. A parking spot holder. <laughs> you're, you're not the first person who thought of it. <laughs> oh, I, I'm no, not. No one's done it. <laughs> no one's done it, though, right? I mean, right, you I don't have just... a parking spot holder, but they have people that will move your car for you. you know, oh, some that, guy someone has done it. Around That's for you. close enough. Yeah, well, they call those car thieves. They... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to the question, can we, <laughs> <All right. laughs> if there yeah. is one. So All what right, kind well, of a car is it? it? This is a 2003 Subaru Forester. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, which which we just bought about eight months ago. Mm -hmm. um, when I when I bought it, I bought it out of town, and uh, you know I test drove it, and it all seemed fine. And then driving it away, <laughs> the very first time, <laughs> I <laughs> this is kind of this bad smell, and I couldn't quite figure out what it was. And I was having a little trouble with the clutch, and I thought maybe you know it's a new clutch, new car. I'm just having a little trouble with it, but. Subsequently, figured out that in fact it has this thing, which is a which seems to me like a problem, but is actually a feature, which is it has this hill climb clutch brake. Oh, hill, this, hill yep. hold, yeah. Hill holder. Hill holder. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. And I've figured out how to use it now. You know, you pull up on a hill and you take your foot off the brake, and it actually sits there, even though you have the clutch in, and it's mm -hmm. kind of useful in that situation on a hill. But the thing is, it's Manhattan, and I parallel park this car six times a day. Yeah, and there are uh, no hills anyway. And they're not very big hills here. And when you're parallel parking, it's a real pain because, you know, if there's even the slightest bit of resistance, uh, you know, the, the hill holder thing will engage and you have to rev it too much and you really only need to go about a foot and a half back or a foot yeah. forward. And I'd, I'd really like to just disconnect it. You can. You can. You well, can I'd, ask, I'd ask one mechanic and they said, no, no, you can't do that. Oh, then you're going to go to a dealership. Yeah, you can you can disable it. it. It is a problem. I've noticed when we've had other Subarus in the shop that if you if you're backing up you know, trying to back into a parking space, and you just touch the brake, then you engage the hill hold because it thinks you're going to roll. You thinks you're. It doesn't know that you're not on a hill, right? And it thinks you're rolling down a hill. But you can dis you can disable that. I mean, it's when when you need it, it's it's kind of useful. But but it seems like it. Well, but if it's going to be know, a pain in the neck, if you know, I mean, if you, you know how to drive a stick shift, you can kind of get by without it. And if yeah, you don't, yeah. then why are you buying a stick shift? Well, yeah, you, no, can't, right. you can't you can't wear the stick shift club membership thing. If you're going to have hill hold, yeah, you know, I mean it's just, it's not fair. It's not fair. If you're going to drive a stick shift, you have to know you have to learn how to start on a hill. Of course, and the truth that's is that's why they haven't sent me my card. That's why you've that's why you're, exactly you're not a member yet. <laughs> but the, the fact is, it used to really be difficult with cars that didn't have the emergency brake between the seats like your car has. You know, so you can pull up on that emergency brake lever, and that's your hill hold. Right. Exactly. You know, and, sure. and you can use that. You can use that and have it be a perfect substitute for the, the mechanism that they have put in to assist you. So if you can't find any mechanic who will take care of this, you're going to have to find a dealership, and they'll do it in five minutes. All right. Yeah, but get it, get it disconnected, and then you'll learn to Maybe drive ten minutes. Use, using the emergency brake, and then eventually you'll graduate to, you know, the honors program, and, and, <laughs> and you'll, learn to, you'll learn to drive the thing by, uh, by just letting it slide down the hill like everyone else does. <laughs> and in six months, you'll be a pro. All right? All right. Well, thank you very much. See you, Bill. Good luck, Bill. Bye-bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hi, this is Marshall Waterbury. What's, what's shaking? Well... I have a 2000 Mazda 626. It only has 60,000 miles on it. And I was on my way to work a week or so ago. I heard a loud bang underneath the hood. 
and shortly after that, the car started shaking like it had a flat tire. I pulled over. Um, I turned it off. After a few minutes, when I tried to start it again, it started, but it wouldn't move. It wouldn't move. I wound up having it towed back to the shop where they had had brakes put on it the week before, and they apologized. They said they were sorry, but apparently that new brake pad set they had put on, apparently it's made of ceramic. It had let go, and that's what caused all the problem and stopped the car. And I guess my question is, I've never heard of that before, and do you think there's any collateral damage to the car being? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I I don't I don't think there's any collateral damage. Well, it was it, first of all, I I want to uh, I guess applaud them for not ripping you off because they could have made up a story. Oh and... man, I had five stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had five. Some of them very expensive. <laughs> yeah, we had five answers, none of which had anything to do with the brakes. So they could have made up a credible story, and yeah. and you would have gone for perhaps especially if these were guys that you trusted. But it was good that they were honest. Yeah, and you thought that the, the noise was, in fact, coming from under the hood. It did sound like it yeah. came from under the hood. And then a few seconds later, the car began to shimmy and shake like it does yeah. when you get a flat tire. Well, here's what happened. Uh, the brake pads are, are made up of, of a, uh, a piece of steel, okay, and a piece of friction material which is bonded to it. Okay, and back in the old days, that material used to be asbestos. And then they went on to, you know, other materials, one of which is now ceramic material. You know, and it's it's pieces of bone china cups or whatever that have been, <laughs> that have been ground up. And old plates, you know, when you throw out dishes, they decided rather than have these go into the landfill, they make brake pads out of them. You know, so the, the new ceramic pads, and, it, and this could have happened with any pad. Should but, people believe you about no. this? <laughs> I mean, should we believe you on, about anything? Not really. <laughs> But they are, like... made out of, they are made out of ceramic materials, but they're not, they're not all dishes. <laughs> and, and what happened is the friction material to the brake pad let go, and then the pad got jammed in between the, the uh, disc brake rotor and the caliper bracket. And it stopped the car just like you were holding your foot on the brake pedal. Right. So, so, so no... these guys admitted to that right away. Yes, they did. But again, they had put it on just five days earlier. Yeah, well, they put on a bad one. Yeah, they they put on a defective set of, of brake pads. And the, the answer to your other question, no, there probably wasn't any collateral damage. No. Well, the, that's great. Because the brakes are designed to take all kinds of forces and abuse and high temperatures and whatnot. And having a pad separate like this is hardly any reason to be worried. Yeah. I mean, it could have been serious if you were driving the car at 75 miles an hour. I was close to it. <laughs> and and I, w- I would question... Uh, uh, the quality of the brake pads they're using. You know, brake pads come, there are many, many companies that make brake pads, and if they're buying stuff that's poor quality, they should probably not do that anymore. So you should yeah. ask he them. He mentioned that when I went to pick up the car later ah, that day. He said, geez, this has never happened because we use good quality brake pads. Oh, yeah? Not that time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's unusual for good quality brake pads to do this. I'm guessing he's probably using something that isn't the best. Okay. You ask him the name of the, the company. Okay. Yeah, and if it's a name you haven't heard of before, well, call us. <laughs> <laughs> call us, and we'll let you know if it's junk. Okay. Good luck, Marjorie. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks for your call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's too bad. Eight, well, it's good that she's still around. 888-CAR-TALK. That's <laughs> 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Glenn, and I'm calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids. Glenn, what's going on? Oh, my question is about these uh, reflectored windshield protectors that you unfold and put on your dashboard. Yeah, the really things that say, weather? don't drive with this thing in place. <laughs> right, My right. wife has one that, that, that well, the lawyers had to have told them to put that on there because some moron must have tried to drive with that thing. Oh, stop it. On, <laughs> honest. She has one that says, don't drive with this thing in place. Does yours say that too, Glenn? Yep, yep. In fact, oh. I figured out, yeah, you're supposed to remove it before you drive. Remove this before you drive. Yeah. So well, this is the thing that that people in the in the hot climates use to, to keep their seats from catching fire. Right, right. Yeah. They, I, I used to live in Houston where I worked for the Space Center down there. One afternoon we were coming back from uh, lunch and uh, parking in the parking lot with my friend. And as we got out of the car, this was shortly after I moved down there, I noticed a majority of the cars down there, and this was in the middle of the summer where it gets, you know, in the 90s easily, oh, yeah. had all of these shields on the outside of their windshields. In other words, they were unfolded and placed on the windshield on the outside, 
rather than the inside. And I looked at my friend and I said, my goodness, you got to be kidding. They don't know how to put these things in their car correctly. <laughs> I said, they can send a man to the moon, but they can't figure out how to put one of these shoes on their cars. Well, he looked at me and he said, no, no, no. He said, they work better if they're on the outside of the car than on oh, the yeah. inside. So my question to, uh, to you guys is this. Do they work better on the outside than in the inside? Yeah, I mean, well, I would think so. Sure, I would think so too. I mean, if you you're preventing the, the 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 sun from getting to the windshield at all, if you have it on the outside. I mean, the reason you have it on the inside is you're worried about number one, someone stealing it, number two, <laughs> number losing it, losing, getting it blown away. If you know, yeah. even though it's it's tucked underneath your windshield wipers. Number three, it's easier to put on the outside. It's have hard. You, have you? Is that strange? Have you ever seen them on the outside before? Like Not that? up here. We haven't. No, because because where we live, everyone steals everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, because otherwise, that heat is coming into the car, and it's getting reflected after it's been in the car. So it's going to make the car inside a little warmer than if the, if it were outside. Well, and it's harder for the for the stuff to get back out. It's better if you keep it out to begin with. So they should probably put another instruction on there. In addition to not driving, put this thing on the outside of your windshield instead of the inside. Yeah, and I think if you're in a parking lot, you know, with a bunch of rocket scientists, I mean, those, those guys with the pencil with the pocket protectors, <laughs> they're not stealing anyone's, you know, yeah. visors. They're, they're, they're into getting rockets to go to outer space. They're not into thievery. That's right. <laughs> you know, so I think that but putting it on the outside is better. You know, normally when they have these things, there's that little notch for the rear view mirror, and so it kind of, you know, tells you to put them on the inside that way because they got that notch. Sure. So I never thought of sticking it on the outside, but hey, these guys can set people well, to the moon so they know what they're I doing. I think the guys who sell these things are missing a huge opportunity to sell more of them. <laughs> we were using them wrong previously. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And when they get stolen... You're going to buy another one. Exactly. <laughs> They're missing a great opportunity. They should tell people, put them on the outside. They work better. That's right. And if you drive off with it still on, you know, you just turn the windshield wiper blades and, <laughs> and they there go. they go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Glenn, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I never thought about putting the thing on the outside, but from now on. No, I never did. Well, we've made history here. We have. We certainly have. <laughs> thanks for enlightening us. Okay. Thanks so much. See Bye. you, Glenn. Take care. Uh, all right. Look. It's time for us to take a short break. Yeah, isn't it? and when we come back, my brother is going to dazzle us with a brand new puzzler. Do I detect a hint of sarcasm there? I mean, I, I just... no, 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 not not at all. I actually think your puzzlers have been quite wonderful lately. Every one of them has been unassailable. Every one. Yeah, really? You think so? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but your doctors told us to try to buck you up. They said it might help. <laughs> well, thanks, and we'll be back with the new puzzler and more of your calls in just a minute, so please stay tuned. Well, you heard the story about the hot rod race, and Ford and the Mercury went out to play. Well, this is a story, and I'm here to say I was the kid who was driving that Model A. It's got a Lincoln motor, and it's real souped up. That Model A body makes it look like a puff. It's got 12 cylinders. It uses them all with an overdrive that just won't stop. Got four-gallon car and a dual exhaust. Four 11 years, it can really get lost. Got safety tubes, so I'm not scared. The brakes are good, and the tires are fair. We left San Pedro late one night. Stars were shining bright. Things went fine on Grapevine Hill. We were passing cars, but they were standing still. Sudden, like the flick of an eye, Cadillac sedan passed us by. A remark was made, it was a car for me, but by then the taillights were all you could see. Well, the fellas ripped me for being behind, so I started to make that Lincoln unwind. I took my foot off the gas, and man alive, I shoved it down into overdrive. Well, I winded it up to 110, twisted the speedometer right off the end. Had my foot feet clear to the floor, I said, that's all there is, there ain't no more. We went around the corner and we passed the truck. I whispered a prayer, and I'm just for luck. The fenders were clicking that guardrail post, and the guys beside me were wide as a Ha. <laughs> we're back you're listening to car talk with us click and clack the tappet brothers and we're here to talk about cars car repair and the new automotive puzzler which yeah. I, I promised and well i've had this thing in my briefcase for so long it started to grow hair <laughs> and I'm not so sure how, where it originally came from, but the one who sent it to me was a fellow named Andy Jurek from Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. And I, I didn't have to obfuscate, but I had to turn it into a puzzler because it was oh. just a story and a cute story. But oh. you'll see what happens. Yeah, okay? go ahead. 
Sounds interesting already. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember exactly why, but some years ago, I was driving my old truck in Baja, California, on one of the loneliest and most godforsaken roads imaginable, when, you guessed it, I had a tire blowout. When I looked under the truck for my spare, I wasn't surprised to discover it was missing. And just when things looked the worst, I looked down that deserted road, and I saw a tire shop. I think they call them the Yanteria. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which was manned by what looked like two 14-year-old boys. Anyway, their shop uh, consisted of some pretty sorry-looking tools, you know, sockets and wrenches and a few salvaged lug wrenches that had uh, been flattened into tire irons. And they had some big hammers and and rocks, but no obvious tire machine. Some Mm -hmm. tire shop, eh? Yeah. Well, after a totally amazing show of leverage, they actually removed the flat tire from that 16-inch rim. Then they fashioned a patch from a cut-up inner tube and glued it to the inside of my tire to cover the puncture. And then they wrestled the tire back onto the rim with those primitive tire irons. You with me so far? Yeah, I'm with you. Well, the story gets even better. One of the boys whose age I had now recalculated to be closer to like 11 than 14, (laughs) poured about a half a cup of gasoline onto the inside of the tire and rolled it around and around a few times. And then to my utter amazement, he he flung a lit match in the direction (laughs) of the tire. And in an instant, the explosive force of that mixture of vaporized gasoline had seated the tire's bead firmly against the rim. Kaboom! Usually this is done with a tire machine, Yes, it is. Oh, boy, I thought I'll be back on the road in no time. All we need to do now is fill the tire up with air. Yeah. Right? But an uneasy feeling began to creep over me as I realized that I hadn't heard the familiar ticka, 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 ticka of an air compressor the whole time that I was there. Ah. Of course, I asked about a compressor, and the boys told me they had run it out of oil a few months ago. And seized it. <laughs> and some American had come by and swapped them a couple of cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> the thing, so they gave the whole, the whole, thing, the whole thing away. And the only thing they had re- retained was the hose. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be helpful. <laughs> Great, I thought. They fixed the puncture, risked all of our lives seeding the bead with that gasoline trick. But now, no compressed air? No air? <laughs> no problema, senor. Let me have your keys, one of them asked. Uh-oh. Well, minutes later, and just a few pesos poorer, I was back on the road. Yeah. How did they manage to inflate my tire? And by the way, it took 60 PSI to inflate that baby. Oh. And they did it. And the question is, how? Wow. Now, if you think you know the answer, etch it onto the underside of a grisly 15 and three-quarter inch vertical metal cutting bandsaw with two horsepower, variable speed, 220 volt motor, two directional tilting table, blade welding station with cutter, welder, annealer, very important, the annealer, and grinder, integrated chip pan work light, and a premium health plan that includes emergency orthopedic coverage. (laughs) And send it to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our Fair City. Matt 02238. Or you can email us your answer from cartalk.com. But if you have a car question for us right now, we're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-82. Hi, how you doing? Good, we're doing great. Not bad. Who's this? This is Paul from Ludlow, Massachusetts. Ludlow, Mass. Where's that? Uh, oh, west. That's uh, just east of Springfield, Western Mass. I'm only about like a chip and a putt away from you guys. A chip, no, a and, chip a and a putt. <laughs> chip. Seventy miles. Seventy miles west. Okay, oh. I, I think I've been to Ludlow once. Really? Just once, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's, what's up? What's going on? Well, I have a problem with my truck. Yeah. Uh, I have a 2001 Toyota Tacoma, and it seems to be lately if I have it in four wheel high. And I'm reversing, or or even in first gear, trying to make like a tight turn kind of. It shudders, and the only way I can describe it is like hitting the gas and slamming the brakes, and hitting the gas and slamming the brakes. It's just kind of a real bad jolting motion, and that that kind of scares me actually. I don't know what's wrong with it. Well, because you're in four wheel drive. Four wheel drive. That's why it's doing that. In four high, I don't I don't recall ever having that problem before though. You know why? It why? It hasn't snowed this winter. 
But well, a little bit, a little bit, tiny bit. But uh. but you but this this thing has regular four wheel drive like the old days. In other words, it it doesn't have all wheel drive. That's correct. And and when you have four wheel drive, you can't just put it in four wheel drive when the pavement is dry. Yeah. Because all four wheels at some point need to turn at different speeds. Ah. And and you, if you won't let them, right, <laughs> you get this. Duh, 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 duh. Exactly. And yeah. that's what, that's what you're getting now. If if you got a quarter of an inch of snow, or if the road were wet, yeah, or You'd be icy. All set. You wouldn't notice this. Right. So I don't think there's anything wrong. Ah, and, and, and the reason you wouldn't notice it is because the tires would be slipping and sliding, which is what they're expecting. Right. When you say, what what moron would be in four-wheel drive on dry pavement? <laughs> this, this moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean it that way, you know. Yeah. Has but, it snowed out there in Ludlow? But we, We've had a couple of little storms. And you put it in four-wheel drive because you just felt like you were missing out, huh? I, well, uh, yeah, I was kind of sad this year, so... Yeah, I mean, you said I got four-wheel drive. I got to use it. I think I'm overly paranoid ever since I got in a wreck uh, ah. when I hit the ice and I was not in four-wheel drive. So I ah. think now every time it gets a little wet, I'm just scared and paranoid. But you could be in just as much trouble if you stay in four-wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah, no, you... In Don't fact, do that. No, you, you, it's dangerous. You, you, The only time you should be in four-wheel drive is if the, the snow and, and whatnot on the snow and ice in the road. Okay. You really shouldn't be in four-wheel drive if it's wet, even. Really? And you shouldn't yeah. be in four you know, you don't need it's to really be. Dangerous. Yeah, that's true. It's dangerous. And you don't definitely don't need to be in four wheel drive ever if the road is dry. It, it's so dangerous right. that it could actually cause you to lose control of the vehicle, especially if you were trying to negotiate sure. a turn at high speed. Sure. And lots of people who had four wheel drive vehicles don't have them anymore because they're not around anymore. Yeah, and that's right. and that's why all wheel drive has become so so much more popular because I thought that's just because it was cheaper. <laughs> no, all wheel no. drive has another differential or a viscous coupling between the front wheels and the back wheels right. so that so that in fact all four wheels can turn at different speeds. Ah. Uh, and that's and why that all keeps wheel... it from shuddering. I see. All right. All right, you guys are keeping me safe. Thank you. Are we you. clear? All right. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. Good luck, have a good Paul. one. See Bye. you, Paul. Bye-bye. 888. See, what happens if you have four-wheel drive? You want to use it. You want to use it. Exactly. I want to use it. You're waiting for that four... eighth of an inch of snow <laughs> just to vindicate your decision, right? I, yeah. You've got to go out and drive. Unfortunately, we, well, fortunately, we haven't needed it at all this winter yet. Right. The MG I mean, I could drive? have been driving my MG all this time. Yeah? Yeah. If I wanted to get pneumonia. <laughs> eight, 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 car talk. So I got to say, the other day, I, I I don't think many people witnessed this, but the other day I saw you, I saw you driving your MG. You did? And, well, that was a few weeks ago when you were still driving it, and you, I saw you, you pulled up to the curb, and, and I saw... I, I think I saw a homeless guy giving you money. <laughs> yeah, that does happen once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, geez, but you got it pretty rough here, huh? <laughs> driving this thing what around. What the heck are you doing driving this? Yeah. <laughs> Probably told you to all get yourself a good stiff drink. He gave me a buck. 888-CAR-TALK. <laughs> <laughs> That's 888-227-8255. Hello. Hi, guys. This is Molly. I'm calling from Washington, D.C. What's going on, Molly? Well, I just had my 10th car accident. 10th? Yeah. In what period of time? How old are you? Um, I've been driving about half of my life. How old are you? I'm, I'm 31. And you've had 10 accidents in half of your life in yeah. 15 and a half That's years. That's an accident every year and a half. I'm, a, I'm an achiever. <laughs> I know, so I knew I was due. I knew it was coming. Yeah, what yeah. kind of accidents have you had? Some are my fault, but a lot aren't. I doubt it. <laughs> well, the numbers are starting to creep more no, and more. Tell us, give, give tell us, us what happened. Give us a smattering. Okay. Give us, give it, yeah. well, better than that, give us like the last four. The, yeah, the last four, yeah. Um. Well, this last one, I drove into the spare tire holder of an SUV in front of me. Of okay, that was SUV. That was clearly your fault. You were fault. both that moving? That was my fault. Was, was, the, was the vehicle in front of you moving as well? No, they had stopped. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got that. That's yep. an X for you. That's a, yeah. That's okay, how about accident, uh, the, the last, the previous one? The, the one before that, um, I merged poorly and drove into the back of a pickup truck. Uh -huh. Okay, that's your fault, okay, too? Yeah, that yep. was your fault, yep. absolutely. Okay. Um, the one before that, another car merged poorly and took off my right front uh, light. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> okay, I, I'm not going to necessarily cite the other person. You you could have been doing something stupid. So we I don't, I don't we, think I was. No, no, no. Go ahead. Let's, yeah. How about okay. how about Give the one all, before that? One more. Um. Oh, oh, yeah. I that one was my fault. I turned too close to another car and I took off my mirror, my, oh, my side door okay. mirror. Oh, yeah. So three out of four you, are, are without question. Right, right. And my the fourth one is even questionable yeah. for us. Do you consider yourself a menace? Oh, I, I like to think that I am. Um, I help the local economy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do, certainly, and I'm sure the guys at the body shop love to see, here comes Molly. <laughs> My insurance company, they know me. Have they canceled your insurance? Have they threatened to cancel your insurance? They haven't, but I pay a lot more than anyone I know. Yeah. Just, I bet you do, yeah. What, what kind of a car is this that you're uh, smashing up? Well, currently I'm driving a 2004 Hyundai Accent. How many, how many cars have you destroyed? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, how many cars have you had in these 15 years? I'd say about eight. Eight cars in 15? Yeah, but I buy a lot of junkers. This was my real... Well, if they're not junkers when you start, they become junkers pretty fast. <laughs> so, I know. So are you, are you, you, first of all, we, we want to know what your question is, but, but I want to ask you, do you consider yourself like a distracted driver? I, I would have to say that I am. Are you on the cell phone? No, never. Yeah, thank oh, God, yeah. No, that's... Imagine how dangerous you'd be if you <laughs> put a cell phone. I know, that's crazy. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially for you. So... Even I know my limits. So so what distracts you? What, what, what is it? Or is it just you? I think it's just me. I'm I'm easily distracted. So now that we've now that we've probed your your psyche, what, what what's the reason you called? Well, I'm calling because the last accident was the second accident with the accent. And I've done serious body damage to the car both times. Uh -huh. And at this point, I don't know if it's worth keeping the car or if I should sell it and buy something older and a little more sturdy. <laughs> or something newer and a little more sturdy. Well, <laughs> I think you do, newer is out of the question. I think, yeah. I think you need to hone your skills on this car. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just worried about your safety. Yeah, because the other cars don't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd recommend until you become... Uh, a better driver, and that may never happen. Oh, it's not going to happen. Uh, uh, you, you, you have 15 years of accidents. No, you may, you may, someday the light may go on for you. I don't, I don't. You don't think so, huh? I don't, you don't, I don't think so. You don't see it happening? No. Molly, you sound like a great person to have a cup of coffee with. <laughs> not while we're driving. No. Well, I, no, I think you should keep the accent. They're talking about frame damage. Yeah, I mean, your insurance company will determine... Uh, you know, you may single-handedly be responsible for putting these guys into receivership. <laughs> yeah. The insurance company. The insurance that company is. we're talking about. I'm very generous. But if, but if there is frame damage and the car is not worth fixing, then they will total the car. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. No, no then it's fixable. And, and if it were going to be a good car when it was all done, they wouldn't fix it. I mean, yeah. they, they're treating you like they treat every other driver, even though they know you're a menace. Special. You know. Yeah. Special. Not but a menace. Not a so, menace. I mean, sure, there's, <laughs> there's no reason to sell this car. Okay. Not now. Wait till you really destroy it. <laughs> well, I'm really, I'm working my way up to that. But but I'm, I'm concerned that this car does not have, oh, four accent. This car does prob probably doesn't have side curtain airbags. No. You, you need a car with lots of airbags. Well, I was also thinking about hanging tires around the car. <laughs> yeah, like a tugboat. Like bumpers. Yeah, yeah, like a tugboat. You can yeah. hang them right from the roof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe you can get, maybe you can, you know what? Maybe your car should be painted a very bright color. Yeah. Yeah. And have signs all over. Not even the signs. But Danger. A, what, what color is your car? Is it red? No, it's gray. Oh, you need yellow. You need yellow. I actually like yellow. That's not a terrible thing. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah, you you need those student driver stickers all over the car. Yeah. Yeah, because people stay clear of those cars. We see that we have them in Cambridge. We have the Punjabi driving school here. <laughs> and we see those guys coming down the road, man. Everyone scatters. Because, <laughs> you know, they'll have to make a right-hand turn from the wrong lane. No, no, that would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you need, you need to just focus a little more. I think you are very close to being a very good driver. That's what I think. And, and when you do get another car, you don't get something bigger, because I think that may lead to even more accidents. Yeah, and don't buy anything too small, because you could get hurt. 
I mean, the accent is already pretty small. I don't want to. Yeah, I, no, no, you don't want to go any smaller than that. Absolutely Unless not. you can get some car that's like invisible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but don't get anything smaller than that and try to focus. Okay. You can do it, Molly. I'm telling you, a chauffeur could do everything. A chauffeur would do everything. <laughs> well, you're going to have to get rich. <laughs> Start working on that. <laughs> good, good luck, Molly. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, it's happened again. You squandered another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our steam producer is Doug, the subway fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bungo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the barbarian, and David Gibraltar-Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug, the old gray mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati, and our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Rio de Janeiro, Chili's Habanero, Calor Sombrero, Dry Roasted Sparrow, Baked Summer Marrow, Mashed Root of Tarot, and Syrup of Cairo, Dine Like a Pharaoh, is John Bugsy Lawler. <laughs> good, good. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Hayward Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our chief negotiator is Nicole Ann Dime. Our crash tester is Hope and a Prayer. <laughs> Our office ice cream taster is Nora Morse. Our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Louis Dewey, known to the shivering, sandal-wearing loot players in Harvard Square as Huey Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're clicking clack the Tappert Brothers. Remember this, don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of the show, which is number 706, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK, or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com, this week featuring our brand new free Call of the Week podcast. Oh yeah, I grabbed it last week. I downloaded it to Binano, created a smart playlist, FTP'd it to my new audio server, and now I've got it networked on the wireless LAN throughout the house. It's very cool. Really? Are you kidding? I'm still trying to get Engelbert Humperdinck to play on my 8-track. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, for those of you more tech-savvy than my brother, check out the least lousy moment of our show each week on our brand-new free Call of the Week podcast, available now at cartalk.com. 